You're listening to the Bible in Real Life podcast with Lee Fulford, where questions about the Bible meet real life. Hello, hello, and welcome to the Bible in Real Life podcast. My name's Lee Fuller, and I am happy you're joining us today. Woo! It's been a while, but today we're going to be talking about something that I think you want to stick around and listen to. We're going to be talking about the role that family plays in the Christian life, the role that your family can play in um, growing and developing as a Christian in real life. So you don't want to miss that. Make sure you stay tuned. Um, But before we get started, I want to say thank you for listening. Thank you for joining me here on the podcast. And I want you to know that you are loved. (laughs) You are valued, right? You is kind, but you is smart, right? But uh, no, seriously, it's been a while. So I, I love the opportunity that I have to come back and share with you. Um, Things have been busy. Let me tell you something. When you pray, Lord, use me. And when you pray, Lord, use me and uh, help me to be a light to people, you know, use my gift. Well, sometimes (laughs) the Lord answers your prayer, right? So I've been doing a lot of teaching lately. So uh, I've been teaching in our church's uh, Bible Institute classes. I've been teaching on Wednesday nights. I've been teaching small groups. Oh my goodness. Um, I'm excited about it, but uh, it's it's a little tiring. So before I jumped on today, I said, Lord, fill me back up. Allow your Holy Spirit to fill this vessel so that I can present um, on the podcast, right? So, so good things are happening, I'm creating a lot of content. So if you're not following us on social media, on TikTok, Facebook, YouTube Shorts, um, then make sure you're you're following us there. The goal is to get the word out. You know, I really think I'm I, I'm a little off topic, but I'll, I'll come back to the topic of the day. But I really feel that I am getting clearer and clearer on what my purpose is and my call to ministry within the kingdom of God. Uh, I believe that. Uh, that God's called me to be a teacher, not only to my local church, but to the body of Christ. I believe there is some biblical illiteracy uh, in this day and time. So in the time when we have access to the most information in the world, we also have access to a lot of misinformation. We have a lot of access to other distractions that would prevent us from digging into God's word. So um, I really think I'm, I'm you know, seeing my purpose, seeing my purpose. So as I'm walking into it, I thought it was going to be easy, right? I thought it'd be like, just give me that download, Lord, and I just go out. But there is still studying. There is still work. There is still dedication and discipline. But uh, there's also reward. So I'm excited for what God's doing. But having having said all that, let's jump into um, the role of Christians or the role of family in the life and development of a Christian. Lee, why are you talking about this now? Well, as we get into May, right? As we get into May, we start getting into Mother's Day. We start getting into June, which is Father's Day. So there's just kind of this family emphasis, family vacations. Right now we're planning our family vacation. So 
it's on my mind and, and maybe uh, dealing with family and family situations um, are on your mind as well, right? So I know during the summer, there's a bunch of weddings, so families are being created. So I thought now would be a good time to talk about the family's role in the Christian life, right? So uh, with doing that, we have to start with the Bible, right? The Bible starts in Genesis chapter two. Uh, that's where we see God made Adam and he tells Adam, hey, Adam, it's not good that you're alone. So he creates Eve, right? He brings Adam and Eve together. So now we have a little family structure. It's a two-person family, but it's still a family. <coughs> and then one of the things he tells Adam to do is to be fruitful and multiply, right? So he says, okay, I'm going to bring you together. I'm going to start this family, and I want you to increase this family. So we know that the family structure is God's idea, right? Um, and this idea of, of not, not existing in isolation, right? Everybody is connected to someone. I was reading something on, reading something on YouTube. I don't read on YouTube. I watch on YouTube, right? So I was watching something and uh, the guy was kind of walking through this whole progression of how everybody came from somebody, right? So the further back you go, you see that, oh, there's connections and then it eventually gets back down to Adam and Eve, right? The start of the first human, uh, the first human race, and the creation of the human family, right? So, family is God's idea. I want to highlight that first of all. Secondly, God gives us instruction, right? As a believer, God God sets certain parameters around family, and that's what I think is cool. So, um. Where, where should I start? Where should I start? Let's go to Deuteronomy. Deuteronomy chapter 6. That um, This is a, a popular scripture. Deuteronomy 6. And then we'll go 6 through 7. Uh, let's see. I always have a hard time spelling Deuteronomy, right? It's because, I don't know if it's an English word, but Deuteronomy chapter 6. And then let's go 6... Um, now, what's interesting, in Deuteronomy chapter 5, we have the Ten Commandments, I believe. And then chapter 6, he tells us, let's go to 6 verse 6. Let me share my screen for those that are watching us and joining us on the YouTubes. Right, 6, 6. It says, um, and these words that I command you today shall be on your heart. Verse 7. Verse 7. Uh, you shall teach them diligently to your children. You shall talk to them when you sit in your home and when you walk by the way, when you lie down and when you rise. You shall bind them as a sign on your hand and they shall be frontless between your eyes. You see that? So here we see that God is showing us at the very beginning that family is to play an important role in the spiritual formation of your child, okay? A lot of the lessons... And, you know, many of you would agree with this and nod your head if you agree. <laughs> um, a lot of what you believe about God or heard about God um, probably started when you were younger, right? I know uh, how many had that grandma that sit, that brought them to church and then that mama, you know, listen, Miss Fuller, 
took everybody to church. Like you in the neighborhood, Miss Fuller's like, hey, it's vacation Bible school. You're going to church or Awana club or Sunday school, right? We used to actually, uh, my mom, I was a kid at this time. I was just playing in the sandbox and all that. But our church used to have a bus and the bus would pull up uh, at a neighborhood and they would invite all the children to come on uh, and get on the bus. And on the bus, there was tables and they'd have a little Bible lesson and there'd be a snack and all this stuff, right? So it was how the church would go out and really start training children. So uh, me seeing this as a child, it really, it really impacted and helped me understand that teaching God's word is something that should be done, right? I remember, hmm, I'm that kid that, you know, the way you learn your alphabet is from the Bible. A is all things, um, let me see, all things are created by him and without him was nothing made that was made. B is be kind one to another, tenderhearted. <laughs> C is confess your sins, he's faithful and gentle. Listen, this is how I learned my, my uh, <laughs> this is how I learned my alphabet. But the, my mom took seriously what the Bible said in Deuteronomy chapter six. And now with my children, I'm taking seriously what the Bible says in Deuteronomy chapter six, six, seven, and eight. And um, so as, as family members, as those of us that are developing family, it's important that we share God's word with the next generation, bind it around their heads, right? Like if you if you walk around my house and and I saw this as a kid too, but if you walk around my house, you'll see, you know, scripture verses. You'll see um, God, Bible verses, right? Uh, Trust in the Lord with all thy heart. You know, pray without ceasing. So you see these things. Why? Because the Bible instructs us to surround ourselves with these things and to teach our children, right? So. The Bible gives us a very important um, example and very important instruction how important the family is, right? And I know not everybody was raised in a Christian home, but if you're a believer and you're listening to this, you have the responsibility. Now you are informed that you should be developing that in your family, right? In your children, a lot of times the Bible is is not only taught, but it's caught, right? So we take our children to church with us, right? Um, and as as a godly family, hey, there are some things we don't do. As a believer, hey, there's some things that, hey, we don't participate in this or we don't speak like that. That's not language we use toward the, each other, etc. So I want to highlight the importance of family in the um, the importance of family in spiritual formation or a person's Christian walk. You know, there is a there was it Proverbs. Come on, Proverbs twenty two, Proverbs twenty two six. Some of y'all know this one, but Proverbs twenty two six tells us it says, um, "Train up a child." in the way he should go. And when he is old, he will not depart from it, right? Train up a child in the way he should go. So God places a lot of responsibility on parents, okay? Because we are our children's first teacher. Even so, now one thing that I think is so amazing 
I think not only does God give us a responsibility, um, he also commands children to obey, to honor your mother and your father, right? So when the big 10 in Exodus chapter 20 and in Deuteronomy chapter five is honor your mother and father in the Lord for this is right, you know? So um, God has instructed parents to teach children and he instructed everybody to honor, he instructed children to honor their parents. Why? Because he understands how important family is in the the continuation of God's word. As I was reading in Deuteronomy a couple months back, because I think I'm in Joshua now. Yeah, I'm in Joshua 18 and 19. But in Deuteronomy, Moses is telling this new generation um, about what God has done. Remember the old generation, uh, 40 and over, I believe, they died in the wilderness, right? So uh, only Moses, Joshua, and Caleb are left from that old generation, and Moses is getting ready to die. So Moses shares uh, what God has done with this next generation. And this just reminded me of how important it is as a family member or how important it is to just share with this next generation. Sometime I look and I say, man, how, why you see, you see this generation doing some things and you think, man, why don't they know better? Many times it's because they weren't shown better. And, um, man, I don't know, honey, chapstick or what? <laughs> but many times it's, they weren't shown better and God placed family in place to be that source of instruction, to help train up a child in the way that should go. So what does that mean, adults? That means we should know God's word so we can pass it on to family. The other thing that I think is interesting is in the Bible, uh, when we look at Genesis 18 and um, we see the patriarchal system, right? In the patriarchal system, Genesis 18, let's go 18, 19. Um, Yeah, let's go Genesis. I'm sorry. Let's go. What is this? Genesis 18, 19 says, it says, for I have chosen. It says, for I have chosen him that he may command his children and his household after him to keep the way of the Lord by doing righteousness righteousness and justice so that the Lord may bring to Abraham what he has promised him, right? So God is talking about how um, the the model of God is for uh, parents to be that spiritual leader, okay? For a time, right? There's a time where the child grows up and has to stand on his own two feet. But uh, there is a point where the the father, right? One thing I love about when I see in the Old Testament, it was a father that would bless the son, right? So he'd bless them and he'd pray for them and he'd anoint them and he'd present to them uh, the blessing, right? He'd pray for his children. And these are examples of what it looks like to be a part of that family um, to be a part of that spiritual formation for your children, okay? So all these are good examples in the New Testament. The other thing I want to point out is how um, 
it kind of shows the importance of family because not only do we see do we see in the Old Testament pictures of family being that first source of inspiration, that first source of education and spiritual development, we also see that um, there, that we we have family relationships as well, right? So um, it's important not only top down, you know, adults to children, but also within a family. Many times the church is characterized as a family. But let's look at, um, let me see. I think I want to go to Mark. I want to go to Mark chapter, let's go Mark chapter 10. Mark chapter 10, verse 6. Okay. Um, let's see. Because your heart is your heart, we're commanding this from the beginning. Um, nah, that's okay. I'm not, I'm gonna leave that alone. That's not that's not the verse I wanted. <laughs> that's not the verse I wanted. So I'm not gonna worry about that. But um, we see just the importance of family relationships. One that that you don't realize as much, but during the crucifixion, Jesus in John chapter nineteen he tells Mary, um, Jesus tells a John to look after his mother, right? So um, there's a point in time when the child is looking over the, when the parents are looking over the children, but also. Uh, family relationships are important because there's a point where you look after your parents. You know, there is this, um, I'm trying to see if this relates because I was reading this this morning in John chapter three, I believe. Uh, and it was the, it was the wedding of Cana and where Jesus turned the water into wine. And what Mary does is Mary says, hey, Jesus, there's no wine. Uh, they ran out of wine and Jesus like, all right, what's it got to do with me? <laughs> it's not my time yet, mama. But <clears throat> Mary tells the servants, hey, whatever Jesus says, you do. Okay. And this indicates that Mary had developed a relationship where she believed what God said, that Jesus was the son of God. And she knew that she was a virgin when she had the child. So she knows this child is special. Um, but where was I going? I was going to the point of how in a Christian family, there is, there is, um, there is respect and faith can be built amongst your family. Okay. One of the things that I like about Christianity is it calls us a family, but our family is really that first place of proving ground, that first place of walking out what God has called us to do, okay? Many times in our family, it teaches us how to love, right? Our family teaches us about sacrifice. Listen, listen. My children have taught me so much about God. And here's how. As a father, 
I understand the love of a parent for a child. As a father, I understand how how close that connection could be, how much we want to participate and be a part of a family's life. So it's 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 understandable why God uses family because family teaches us about love and sacrifice. Family gives us a place for spiritual growth, right? Oh my goodness. Uh, family teaches us about forgiveness. Family teaches us about um, belonging and a, a sense of identity, right? I remember my brother was going to uh, my brother went to school in Ohio, right? None of us had been to Ohio before. And my dad tells my brother, he said, listen, uh, we haven't been to Ohio, so you may be the first fuller a person meets. And we want you to represent the family well, right? And I, I remember that lesson because sometimes as a believer, we may be the first believer that people have hands-on access to, right? Hey, at your school or at your job, or in your family, you may be that first uh, believer that people have that touchable belief, not the one down the street, the one that they can see where you are, to see what you do on your free time, to see what you read, to see what you look at, to see what you laugh, to see what you have in your refrigerator, right? To see how you spend your weekends. So um, family provides believers with that opportunity to be Christ-like in the midst of the situation, right? So uh, if you are in a family situation, I don't know about this family situation, but understand that you can be the light at your family to help promote spiritual formation, to help um, people have a tangible, touchable uh, disciple of God among them, right? Woo! So as I'm thinking about this, not only is family important, God created family to help perpetuate um, godliness and holiness. Now, not all family have this legacy of people that believe in God, people that are adhering to the commands and the dictates of scripture, but you can be the first, right? Uh, I think of the, the Roman that came to Jesus and said, hey, can you heal my servant? right? This Roman wasn't uh, a child of Israel, but he still had faith. And he, uh, I believe he continued to show um, his family what it looks like. We see Cornelius, a person that came to Christ. So just because you don't have this spiritual heritage, it can start with you. There's this Philippian jailer that the Bible says he got saved and his whole family got saved. So family is an avenue in which God's um, shows his grace through the world and into multiple families. Um, so hopefully this has been encouraging to you. Uh, I'm, I'm in and out kind of quick today because um, I, I think next next time I'm going to do a, I'm going to talk about how, I'm going to share what if your family is not saved, right? What is what are some obstacles if you have a family that doesn't believe? But I wanted to start off with this, encouraging us to, you know, fathers, raise up your children in the fear and admonition of the Lord. Mothers, love your child and, and encourage them 
in those things that are godly. Proverbs 22 tells us, train up a child in the way they should go. Jesus reminds us, I mean, um, um, the, the Ten Commandments remind us, children, honor your mother and father, right? Um, um, Ephesians 6 tells us, children, obey your parents in the Lord, right? So God has created this family structure that if we do it right, then we can build that legacy you know, we can build that ongoing generation of people trusting God, people depending on God, right? So do you, uh, father, mother, do you know enough word to share with your children, to train them up in the things of the Lord? If not, then I encourage us to, uh, for us to get into God's word. Um, he said, you know, hey, where do we start? Lee, I don't know where to start. I don't know the Bible like that, blah, blah, blah. Well, uh, I was talking to my daughter and I have two children. And uh, I said, you know, I want to teach them things of God. Where should I start? Right. And I was like, I'm, should I go to John? Right. I said, you know what? I'm going to start pretty much where God started with the children of Israel. Right. I started with the Ten Commandments. Yeah, spiritual formation. I started with the Ten Commandments. Number one, thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, soul, mind, strength. Wait, <laughs> that's the summation of it. Let's go to Exodus chapter 20. Some may say, Lee, where's the Ten Commandments at? Good question, but I'm telling you now, Exodus chapter 20. Um, and he says, "We do we have to read? Well, I guess we could read a little bit. Um, and God spoke all these words saying, I am the Lord, your God, who brought you out of Egypt, out of the house of slavery. You shall have no other gods before me. You shall not make unto thee any graven images or any likeness or anything above heaven or beneath heaven or under the earth. Do not bow down to, bow down to them and serve them. Okay. Etc. Etc. Remember the Sabbath to keep it holy. Don't take the name of the Lord thy God in vain. Honor your mother and father. Thou shalt not murder. Thou shalt not commit adultery. Thou shalt not steal. Thou shalt not bear false witness. Thou shalt not covet thy neighbor's goods. So you want to train up your child? Start with the Ten Commandments because now you're teaching them don't lie. You're teaching them don't steal. You're teaching them to keep God first. You're teaching them to get rest and remember the Sabbath, make time for God. You're teaching them to, you know, not covet and be greedy and want all these things. That's something we're dealing with now. Um, you know, my children see things that other children have and they want that. But I say, you know what? I see people, I see things that other adults have and I want that. So I'd be like, mm, let me, let me work on the cover. This is my heart. Let me, let me review my 10 commandments. Right. And live this thing out. Uh, also, sometimes we go through the Proverbs. Right. But the family has been called to train up the child. All right. God calls us a family. So there's some things that I'm going to learn from my other spiritual brothers and sisters that can encourage me. We see that, and I'm going to wrap it up. We see that James, the book of James was written by Jesus' half-brother James, right? And, you know, I'm sure growing up, maybe, you know, teenager James was like, man, <laughs> Jesus, they say Jesus, Jesus think he God, you know what I'm saying? I don't know about all that, but there came a time where over time, James, the brother of Jesus, 
began to realize that Jesus was in fact the son of God. So it may take time for people to believe that your conversion is real. It may take time for people to understand that, hey, you are not perfect, but you are uh, a child of God. You're walking in the things of God and the ways of God. And eventually Jesus's brother became a Christian, right? So if it took a little time for Jesus's brother to become a Christian, it may take a little time for your brother or your sister or your cousins to become Christians, but continue walking this out and continue being that example. Man, that's good. I've never taught that before, but, um, so this is an exclusive here at the Bible in Real Life podcast, but, um, man, that's good. Oh, thank you, Holy Spirit. That, no, that's really good. Um, so be encouraged with that, you know, got a little download for you, but also, uh, understand that God is moving and God uses the family in a miraculous way. Okay. So I pray that during this time of Mother's Day and Father's Day, we take seriously the call to be a mother and father, and we place a high priority on the role God has given the family to not only, I guess the family, we should be a light in the community, right? Man, the family structure really is a big deal uh, in the formation of the Christian life. And I think we should take it seriously and allow our family to be an example of love and forgiveness and kindness and goodness and grace and uh, being a light to the world. All right, this is Lee, Bible in Real Life. Make sure you're following us on TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, and on YouTube. We're putting out so much content and hopefully this is blessing you and encouraging you in those things. All right, this is Lee, Bible in Real Life. I will see you next time where we'll talk about what happens if you're in a family that um, that could be an obstacle or a hindrance to your faith? What does the Bible say about that? Tune in next time. We'll talk about it. All right. This is Lee. Bye for real life. Bye-bye.